we're back with another episode of Backstage with the EDM Assassins. I am Grant. I'm Janet. And I'm Nick. And today we have a special episode, even though one of our members didn't fucking show up. Sorry. <laughs> Um, we have Nate. Hello. Welcome, Nate. Nate. Nate is the Detroit EDM family, guys. Yes. Yes, I am. And it's, uh, he is welcome. the whole family. He's the ma, the pa, the cousins, the little girls, the little boys, and the whole family put together. I somehow Detroit has all. a f- Detroit has a fascinating history for dance music. Like I love seriously. it. Seriously. It's yes. Um, so, Nate, tell us your story. Tell us our story. Start when you were born, and when you come to last week, stop. Just kidding. <laughs> and do it in 30 seconds. Oh, man. You... So, the best way, I mean, movement was, I mean, it kind of... No, 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 not no, movement. who are Your you? life. My life. Where are you from? Yes, like who the Spark Notes version. Who am I? Version. Yes, who, am who are I? you? I am... My name is Nate. I'm not going to probably my last name. Well, I get... No. Um, I'm from... <laughs> it's going to be on the podcast Smart. Unless you want internet stalkers. <laughs> Nate Schwalm. Well, be um, I am from uh, the southeastern side of Michigan, uh, Brighton specifically. I. Uh, oh, now you're gonna have a stalker. Yeah, that's okay though. <laughs> anyway. I know where Grant lives. Don't worry. Um, I have been into EDM and in the scene since I was 16. Right when I turned 16, I'm like, oh my gosh, Dadzik's coming to town, so let's go. I had the time of my life, and now I'm hooked. Wait, hey, hey, how do you go from like nothing to oh my god, dad's coming to town? It just takes one name. Well, I mean, I mean, like that's what I'm talking about. My first show, like, I mean, I listened to like Dead Mouse and Skrillex uh, okay. and like Doctor P and Flux when I was a freshman, but I was like 15. I was like, oh, I'm yeah, too young. Yeah. How are you now, Nate? I'm 19. 19. He's 19. He's a young blood, Janet. <laughs> All right, kids menu. We'll like you anyway. <laughs> it's all right i'm the so matriarch of this situation yeah janet's our matriarch so let's get uh started so this past weekend was memorial day weekend big weekend it was a long weekend i finally became sober as of yesterday <laughs> um actually more of the hangover finally kicked, uh ended which, i've been you know, recovering all week <laughs> yeah um a lot of all of you guys uh, went to festivals including nando who doesn't fucking answer his phone someone's bitter <laughs> like holy cow um, like, we were trying oh, to get on. one more person, but you know what? Yeah. It's just supposed to be Nate's day. It was just... Yeah, now it's now we're going to put Nate in the My sunshine. He want, you know Nate wanted to do this for a while. Probably like a little, a little over a month Yeah, when I when we started talking. Um, anyway, so you each went to a festival, um, and we'll just start talking about that. Um, we'll start off with uh, Nick, because Nick had a creepy photo. It wasn't a creepy photo. That was like the least creepy one that I posted. Dude. I have better ones. I'll post them. You look like Jack Nicholson in The Shining. No. So you posted your profile pic was was I don't get what what happened. No, it's no, a I, it's a picture me and Ruby we were getting ready in her hotel room and she took a picture of us and By the way, you guys look adorable. Well, thanks. I'll tell her you said. Well, I, I think she'll listen to the podcast. Yeah, probably. Podcast. Is Ruby your lady? Is she your lady she friend? She is. <laughs> Lady oh, Fred, yeah, yes. I'm, I actually it. met her Ruby, at Euphoria. That's a great name. I met her at Euphoria, and there's a really you met funny her story. At Euphoria? That I can't hear anybody. You can hear me. Yeah, I don't know what happened to Janet. She like faded out, like she was yeah. yelling. You met her out. at Janet. Euphoria. <laughs> Janet. Hello, can Nate, you hear me? You there? Yeah, yeah. there we go. Hello. Okay, where's Janet? I'm here. Janet's it was here. it like faded about, out. Nick? I don't know what happened. Uh, okay. 
Anyway, so I met her at Euphoria in Texas, and there's a really funny story about how we met that I'm not going to tell on this podcast because she'll get really mad at me. But do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. You don't have to if you don't want to. Just do it. Okay, so it's really funny. So um, she came up to our camp. um, It'll be a really quick story. She came up to our camp and was talking to us while I was like had my camera out, and she introduced herself. And uh, for the entire weekend, her friend Derek told her that he thought I was gay. And I'm not. And so she, for the entire weekend, thought I was gay. And I tried to convince her that I wasn't by telling her that I wasn't. But she refused to believe me, the person it was about. And uh, I was... because she was flirting with you. I, I mean, no. I don't, I don't know. It was interesting, Listen, funny. I'm a girl. I think it's hilarious. She was flirting with you. Oh, I know. But she okay. was convinced the whole weekend that I was gay. And then I wasn't. And I told her, like, Sunday morning or Monday morning when I was leaving to the airport. And... We've been talking since then, and then she went to Florida, and she's coming to EDC with us. But it was really funny. That's how we met, and I like to give her crap for it. Um, so, are you? <laughs> well, so I did you read I'm my not. article? Because I totally had a festival romance this weekend too, and it was like, Come oh, Dale, I want to get to you last because yours is special. Okay, fine. <laughs> yours but, was. But, I but read festival yours lovers I, is super fun. Continue. I read yours, and I almost weeped a little bit. <laughs> okay, Good. so can we please calm down on <laughs> okay. yours? Um, so Sunset was awesome. Hanging out with Ruby was fun. I met a lot of other people. I met Ben, the Florida EDM family, finally after knowing him for a year and a half. Um, I met a bunch. How is Ben? He's good. He had a finger hand, which I'm sure you've seen pictures of, which was oh hilarious. Oh, those kids, the, the ones who originated it were at Mysteryland. That's a Webster Hall crew that started that, a holy ship one. Oh, uh, the finger hand? Yeah, the tiny hand. Uh, it's like it fits on your tip of your finger, but it's a whole hand. It's really trippy. What? Yeah, it's super funny. Go what? look at Ben's like his actual profile. It's not on Florida EDM family. Oh, it's uh, yeah. I it, it's hilarious. Um, I met Ben. I met a bunch of other Twitter people that I know. Shout out to all them: Dan, Kelsey, Austin, Brianna. I met all of them. I'm sure you don't know any of them, but that's okay. Uh, no, like I mean, unless you name Twitter names and they're actually <laughs> talk to me. Um, sunset was a lot of fun. The first day there was a freaking monsoon. Like it rained in Colorado for like three weeks, but all the rain that rained in Colorado happened in 45 minutes in Florida. Welcome and to Florida. I, you know, <laughs> rain. Sunshine state. Yeah. Yeah, it, but they're also known sunshiny. for those r- random fucking rainstorms that are, like, going to smack you. Yeah, it was ridiculous. They announced throughout the stages, they were like, there's a severe thunder- thunderstorm warning, so you're not going to get back in unless you go evacuate to Raymond James Stadium right now. And so we, like, all headed over there and, like – I don't know if this is a thing in Florida or if it's like an East Coast thing or it's just a general festival thing, but everybody was a bunch of assholes. Like they wouldn't go up the stairs, they wouldn't get like let anybody into like the structure. That's a Florida thing. I I don't know, but it was like it was so rude. Like I got soaked because people wouldn't go in. They were like standing up on like the balconies, just like watching people get like soaking wet and they weren't moving. And I was like pissed off by the end of it. Like, I don't want to be around any of you. I don't like it. Like you're all assholes. And then Nick went in a full diva mood. I did. I was so mad. Like I was soaking wet and I like, I don't mind the rain, but damn, it was ridiculous. Like how many people were dry when we got in there, they were like on the ground floor. They were dry because they stood there the entire time because they wanted to be first back into the festival. And it was just, like, I understand wanting to be first, but, like, you can, cl- you know, claw your way to the front by walking through the crowd. Like, you don't need to be the first one back. It was ridiculous. I was pissed off. But 
Um, the sets were amazing. Oh, Sorry that happened. Yeah, I mean, it, I could just see you like a wet, like animal, just like yeah, I was not happy. Got, like, droopy face, and it was really like I get my fucking wet. <laughs> no, I wet. I would be I would be having a fit too. So. Like it in like I don't know. It was just whatever. The music was fine. It was it made up for it. Uh, the first night, Duke Dumont and Chami had incredible sets. I don't. Oh man, their sets were incredible. I, it was so much fun. Um, I, I, who else did we see the first day? Miha had a really good set until she started I playing Trap at the end, Aww. which I wasn't a huge fan of. But you, you're anti-trapness. <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw 15 minutes of Keys and Crates the second day. So hold on. <laughs> um, the second day, the only headliner I think I saw at the main stage was Don Diablo. Um, he was really good. That was a fun set. Um, I saw a little bit of Audion. I didn't see Tiesto or Armin at all. Um, on I mean, purpose or on accident? On purpose. No, oh, Porter was playing at the same time as Armin, and I wasn't did about to Did you see Porter? Porter? I did. I have to oh, see Porter. Oh, Porter. Okay, wait. The, did you the read what I said about Porter? I did, and I like Grant was texting me because I was like, yeah, I read Janet's thing, and he was like, Porter, and I was like, you like if you haven't seen Porter, like what she what you said about him is perfect. No, yes. no, I texted something else that was inappropriate that I thought was inappropate. I wasn't sure oh, what was inappropriate. Well, oh my God, there was what that are we talking too. about? But what did Porter, you think was inappropriate? Nothing. We'll tell you later. Oh my God, no, come nothing. on. It was, no, it was, don't worry about it. So Porter. You didn't mention it on the podcast, Grant. What the fuck? I didn't mention it. I just said <laughs> inappropriate. Oh, so like, seeing Porter is like, that was the only set all weekend that I had to be at. Because I saw him on his world's tour and it was so much fun. And then seeing him at a festival and him playing, I think he played like 80% of worlds and he played language. Yes. Okay. I, we must've seen the same set cause they were back to back, right? Yeah. Friday, I'm pretty Saturday. sure yeah, it was both Memorial Day. Yeah. That so doesn't surprise so. me, but it was um, still just But like, so was that different than the world's tour show? It, it, yeah, I thought it we was. got an original one. It was definitely different. He played a lot of like. Cool. His world set was a lot lighter and more emotional, but this set had like a lot of more, uh, like it was almost like dubstep, like main stage things. It was you like, know, like it was heavier. I mean, there was definitely like some dubstep remixes stuff in there. It was yeah, good. He he plays. Ugh, like it was this. so good. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> Go for it, Nate. I know he plays a lot of. Uh, he does this fresh static snow edit, and it's like. And it's it sounds like something's like assaulting your ears. Like honestly, it sounds it's really really ringing, and like really yeah. impactful. Like and that's not like something on World's album at all. But it's like nope. it's ridiculous. You probably heard that. Yeah, no, we definitely did. Um, and that's one of my favorite edits that he plays live. Um, Multiple people told me they cried. Oh yeah, I was close. I, I cried well, every yeah, time. Like I didn't cry because I was just so I was so wrapped up in. Listen, whoever's doing visuals, people. whatever, whatever house Oh, okay. Order. So I have a cool story. So I, the people I was staying, <laughs> so the people I was staying with, Brianna, her at on Twitter is Zombri. Her friend Kelsey, it's I Matey Kelsey. Um, they know the visuals guy. His name is Ghost Dad, and like that's his name on stage. You probably saw it before they were setting up. He does the visuals, and they know him. And so I didn't okay, leave. He gets I, an Olympic medal. So I didn't leave with um, with them to go back to their uh, house in Tampa. I left with Ruby because I had to get my stuff. But uh-huh. they went to meet him like at the um, the sound booth tent or whatever. I can't think of the name of it. 
you know, in the middle. Um, yeah. And yeah. they, he took them back to meet Porter. So I should have, I like, if I was with them, I would have met Porter over the weekend. Uh, and I was like, you. I was super salty about it. They were like, yeah, we met Porter. I'm like, you know what? I don't even want to see you guys. Like, I'm not, ha- no. You f- they should have told you. They should have told but, you ahead of time. So the other thing is, is Kelsey is coming to Colorado for hard Red Rocks. And they're going to go meet Ghost Dad. And I'm going with them. And I'm going to meet Porter. And Whoa, you have a, a pass for that? Whoa, um, at the moment, I think I might be. I'm going what? to that. You are going. All right. Well, then you can come with me. <laughs> cool. Oh you God. All you goddamn Midwest people go to meet each other. And I'm sitting in the East Coast not meeting anyone. Graham. You might meet Zax and Tiesto. So hold you know on what? there. You can just as easily take a plane as they can. Very okay, true. first of all, I could. Second of all, <laughs> my work doesn't allow me because... I, jobs is it. jobs. Jobs is jobs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, if Zach shows up in Atlantic City, I'm meeting Tiesto. Well, there you go. That's like... Um, well, no, that's if Zach wants me to meet him and then meet Tiesto. So what but else yeah. are we talking about? <laughs> um, so, Nate, um, let's talk about you. All right. My, my buddy Nate here, um, you know, decided to cover Detroit... Mm-hmm. Uh, for us mm-hmm. and uh, he uh, movement music festival I think it's called a little thing yeah. a little 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 festival just a little little teeny tiny teeny teeny no it isn't it's not if movement's listening you're big you're really big mm-hmm. alright talk about me um, so mo- the weird thing is that I you know I've been living in Detroit area my whole life and I've been listening to EDM for five plus years and I've never been to movement I'm like well, that's got to change if I can even call myself, you know, and I, especially running Detroit EDM family and like not going to movements, like really yeah, pathetic. What, what is that? It's like you're a poser. Yeah, I know. It pretty much is. Um, like so, heck. so yeah. So Grant uh, hooked me up with some uh, media passes and uh, with media pass and, um, you know, yeah, I got one, one. <laughs> one, one, we've had that issue. And uh, so, yeah, I drove down there and, um, I try to figure out where to park and everything and I, I show up and there's a line wrapping around pretty much the whole way around the ends of the festival I'm like and people have been telling me they've been waiting in line for three four hours to get in just to get in and then I walked all the way to back to the media check-in I get my wristband I walk right in in 15 seconds so that was rather beneficial to my weekend aka a big perk a big a rather big perk yes not um, a euphoria <laughs> I waited in so, line with everybody else. Yeah. That's not fair. Um, anyway, so yeah, um, Saturday, the first day, um, first couple hours, you know, just wandering Hart Plaza. It's beautiful. You know, it's right on the water, on the Detroit River, and there's Canada over there. You know, you can see Canada pretty much from... Canada, Our Canadian yeah. brothers. Our Canadian Canada. brothers, yeah. And sisters. And sisters. Um, so yeah, you can pretty much see them from wherever. Um Let's see, roaming around, I, I kind of just hopped to all the stages at, at first and really didn't uh, try to focus on too much because I went, I mean, since it is a techno, pretty much, well, actually, pretty much only techno festival, um, I kind of just wanted to roam around because I really wasn't hell-bent on seeing anyone in particular um, until I knew I had to see Eats Everything and Disclosure at the end, and mm. that was absolutely How was that? awesome because i've never been exposed to like really good techno or like really good like tech house and stuff like that it needs everything was dope like the amount of create because like some of that i feel like some of these techno djs aren't very creative and they just play the song through then play another song through then play another song through keep the match the bpm it's like dude come on spice it up you know do something then eats everything was throwing like acapellas and 
remixes and originals and i digged it i thought it was awesome and i was i was grooving the whole time it was absolutely awesome um and how then, about uh how about disclosure so were they playing their new stuff so disclosure funny thing you know they opened with oh shoot i can't even remember now latch oh, brain. yes they usually cl- yes uh, was it yes i was gonna say wow. usually well, they open the- or close with it yes they open with it um and that was like one of the best like that was like the only time that i really got into it because outside of that it was pretty um traditional and not anything too special in my opinion um what did, what what can you explain that for our so, listeners what does that mean to you so t- for that that means to me is they i feel like they didn't play a lot of their own music i mean i'm not an avid disclosure fan um, but from the songs that I know, they did not play a lot of their own music, and um, it was very vocalless. There were no vocals throughout almost the entire set. Um, so see, I can like I can actually I know what you're talking about because Disclosure played at Decadence, and I was really excited to see them. But they had the same kind of set where I didn't recognize almost anything they played except for hit, yeah. you know, here and there. They played like White Noise, and I heard Latch, and that was really it. Yeah. And it was is like, that considered a bad thing? Though? No, like it wasn't a di- like it wasn't disappointing. I just I expected to hear more from the album, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. And so that's I don't know. I mean, maybe that's how they are all the time. And they, and they just... have a new album coming out too. So. Yeah, I mean. I... I just I I don't know I had never seen him before so I didn't know what to expect but I expected more from the album. Yeah, I was I was kind of on the same page. I mean, probably a lot of the songs might have been unreleased, so and so. But anyways, I left a little bit disappointed from that set. Not gonna lie, but um, you know. I still love you, disclosure. I do. You know, it was oh, sorry. It was all good. But then Sunday was the day I was just... Was this day two? Day two. Sunday yeah, day two. was the big the big one. I was... The big... Frickin' Dog Blood was going to be there. They performed like seven or six times like worldwide ever since they formed together. Yes. And I was just ecstatic all day long to see them. How was it? And... Oh my gosh! Like it, like they come out. I I don't even know what song it was, but like you know, after hearing like the same BPM of techno all day, and then you hear something with a little bit of growl in it, and a little bit more, and a and an extra you know drum Oof. kick, it it it, 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 like it really got you going. I'm getting worked, I'm really I'm getting you worked up here, guys. Calm down. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm excited. It really you describe got you it going. well. Oh my gosh! And you know, and then they played. You know, they played "Deep Down Low" by Valentino Khan. Ah, uh, yes. They, they played. They played "Next Order." They're one of their favorites. And put uh, "Middle Finger Up" from their "Middle Finger Up" EP. And they played um, their uh, "Wild for the Night" remix. Um, and it, God, it was just absolutely incredible. And everyone there was like, everyone there was like in a sweaty heap. It was awesome. I did, it, however, encounter like a bunch of people. Like I was kind of in the back, and a bunch of people were leaving, like right as Dog Blood was getting on, and about some people were coming in, but a bunch of people were leaving. And I'm like, and I asked him, like, dude, what the what the hell? Why are you leaving? It's Dog Blood. He's like, yeah, it's Skrillex, man. Who cares? I'm like, <laughs> I, I just I just shook my head at him, and I'm like, all right, yeah, we don't we don't want you here. Get out of here. Yeah, like, get out. We of don't here. want you here. <laughs> Sorry. 
I was just completely, I, I was floored that's by that. That's dumbfounding. I was floored. I, I yeah. was like, you don't, you, you don't really understand. That's the you? Godfather. Yeah. He's like, he's the reason why <laughs> this is here. I'm like, In respect your elders. I uh, know. Um, oh. <laughs> um, this is Janet coming in with the, the respect your elders. I know it's, but yeah, the main stage was beautiful. It's a massive stone amphitheater basically. And, um, mm. you know, you always had a good view are. pretty much wherever you, wherever you were. And, uh, I was very, very pleased with that. Also, I'd probably say low key best. One of the best sets of the week was Hudson Mohawk. It was awesome. He played, uh, he played earlier in the day and that was also a little different because it was a little bit, it was more of like a, more of a chill trap set and trap set rather than, uh, like just techno and house and it was really good now nate if i recall you interviewed some people i did i happened to get around to uh that in day three actually so you know okay. dog blood ended day two and so you know day three comes around i had to be there at the like 1 a.m for for interviews and uh i got to interview the detroit techno militia and they are like you know the foundation or the build the founding fathers the building blocks of detroit techno and uh as everyone most people know at least that are know edm is that you know detroit's the birthplace of techno it started there in the 80s and some of these guys you know that i was talking to they're 43 mid 40s even late 50s and even i talked to dj psycho and he's been djing for like 35 years or something like that who's a part of the oh, interview and it's awesome. crazy like these guys Jesus. are like like it's like it's like like fountain of youth to me but they're just spewing knowledge all over me it's just crazy talking about all these records that they play that are 15 20 years old and it was just so cool to talk to them and it you know we kind of did like a like a five person you know roundabout interview and it was really really cool uh to talk to all of them um and then uh later that day i uh got the chance to interview muzzy bear who is a part of All Good Records, which is a record company in Detroit, with pretty much headed by Grizz. And a lot of people know who Grizz is, obviously. Um, <laughs> I like Grizz. Grizz. I love awesome. Grizz. <laughs> and he, uh, I like you know, Grizz, Grizz is also Detroit native, so it works out, like, really cool. And, you know, I got to talk to Muzzy Bear about how, you know, he changed his name. His original name was Muzzy. <laughs> but people got kept on getting that confused with Muzzy from Monster Cat, the drum and bass artist. And so he went on he went oh, on wow. to talk about how um he's like people would tell me, Hey man, this is a really good track. He's like, That's not me, <laughs> that's the other guy. So he <laughs> then talked about and then so I was at Electric Force two thousand fourteen when he played and right then and there, at Electric Force 2014, he changed his name from Muzzy to Muzzy Bear. So I was like right there out of the few thousand people that are watching his set Electric Forest to see him then change his name and then now meet him and interview him and talk about the whole thing after the fact, of, you know, almost a year later. So that was really cool um, to talk about. Um, he went on to describe his EP he just released about a month ago um he gave me some insight about some his performance he was performing with grizz that night to, for day three um mm -hmm. and you know he he played a live guitar 
while Grizz did the saxophone live. Well, I'll get to that because that was mind numbing. That whole yes, Grizz. that's what everybody says. That Grizz is like what? The like, Grizz, it's like amazing, amazing. You know, so the interview ended up well. You know, he's a super cool dude. You know, and he told me that his next uh, album and EP is going to be more focused on trying to incorporate blues into funk and into EDM because that's what he grew up playing with since he's a guitar guitar guy pretty much normally um, he wasn't like a DJ first he started doing guitar um, so yeah and then so the Grizz set um, was I went and saw him in October oh no 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 I did see him in October <laughs> I saw him in February also and completely different like they like the his one at is, uh, just at, uh, at movement was so much funkier and like a lot heavier. He closed out with, um, he always seems to close out with the Flux Pavilion remix of Recess, um, and he played uh, the Crisly Go Hard remix at the end, and he played um, a bunch of his songs from his album uh, Say It Loud, and it was it was just so cool. And then Muzzy Bear came on and they did a duo, and it was it was perfect. You know, Muzzy Bear and him blend so well together live with guitar and a saxophone. And then the instrumental going over it, it sounded absolutely awesome. Man, I'm, I'm jealous. Me too. <laughs> I love yeah, seeing and, Chris. Uh, I can't wait. I mean, live stuff like that just really... <clears throat> God, I sound like poop. Um, that's going to be taken out of context, mm -hmm. damn it. Um, um, he, yeah, so no, guys, that's, that's should so, we? Sounds should, awesome. Can I tell you about Mysteryland? Well, do yeah. you want me to talk about my brief, brief, brief Memorial Day weekend story? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't really care because you saw Ja Rule. <laughs> I saw Ja Rule, and I don't know if you guys know Ja Rule, but Ja Rule's Ja Rule. And my buddies and I got a table for Ja Rule, and I tried to feed him tequila, and they didn't like that. <laughs> And that was the last thing I remembered from the night. And the next morning, I woke up with $550 in my pocket. So, there's my story. The end. <laughs> I spent $550. I mean, not in one weekend, but... I oh, Over the whole weekend, I ended up up like 250 So, that was cool. I got paid to party, essentially. Take that, Brianna! <laughs> oh, yeah. That porter. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, inside, inside joke there. Oh. No, Brianna's the Missouri EDM family, so oh, there's okay. that joke just shat all over Nate's yep. face. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Janet. Yes. Please go into your romantic mystery land tale that made me weep, have FOMO, and everything else that's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was, so, you were literally cutting onions. I'm sorry. You were cutting onions. Uh, so I went to mystery land this weekend, mm. and I had the most amazing time. I wrote about it. The essay's up today. Um, it was really the best thing I'd been to maybe on the, on the East Coast certainly and maybe ever in my rave going experience and I am uh, you know a little older than 19 and I've, I start, I've, I've gone to more than you've even dreamt of darling you know what I'm saying so uh, uh, she's going all British with us <laughs> the British so, are coming so I, I just I, I, I know what I'm talking about and this one was really really special something between the weather something between the sets and the vibe like it really it, it hit that magic vibe that the, the thing can always be but like it takes a lot of ducks in a row you know uh, like if it rains <laughs> it's very hard to have that golden vibe when it rains um, or other things happen like 
you know, things, things break down. down or it's too hot or whatever. Anyway, like all the things lined up. It was super, and it was just the most amazing experience. And I noted this at the end of my essay, uh, <laughs> that I kind of met someone Friday night and like we played festival lovers all weekend long and like every experience that was normally awesome was like super awesome because I had someone to like make out with you know what I'm saying so tongue punching someone's face box I'm, sorry, <laughs> I'm in a pro I am a say? little kid I said tongue punching someone's face box tonsil hockey tonsil oh. hockey oh, I am guys, so inappropriate guys, I'm sorry you guys you I'm a little like kid you're in seventh grade I am in seventh grade. You're not, though. I got my tonsils taken out. You're not, though. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm way immature. (laughs) You are. Am I making you uncomfortable with talking about sexual things? No. Well, I don't consider making out being very sexual, but okay. Well, the way we were doing it, it was. Um, Oh, wow. Ooh, hello. It's getting heated up in here, guys. Yeah, so I had a really, really lovely weekend. Wearing boxers. And uh, I was so, so happy to write about it. Please go look at it. And that is my story. Oh really? Wait, 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 hold on. Talk about it. Porter. Because I yeah, saw please, Porter. And please talk about the weekend. Porter. Come on. <laughs> I want to hear more. Well, I didn't mean to be inappropriate. Yes, you did. But someday you yeah, might I grow did. out of it. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> yes, you can. I believe in you. Anyway, so Porter. Uh, I wrote in the article that Porter was our pan, our our puck, our um like like boundary crossing agent of chaos for the night and uh he was like he really became this next level thing that i haven't seen in forever um and everybody else was great but porter was just another dimension and like i heard people say that they cried during the set multiple people in my like camp cried during the set i did not personally but i probably could if i you know had been making out less (laughs) um it was amazing. It's so adorable, though. Do you get his number? Oh, yes. Is he nearby? I'm not talking about this with you, Grant. <laughs> I don't think you can handle it. I can handle it. I don't think you can, darling. I'm not, I don't have many other questions. It's just like that. That's all I got. No. No, no, no. I told, I'll tell you the story. We'll, we'll keep the nasty facts for later. Um, There's nasty facts? I'm too, I'm, I'm too old for, or too young for this stuff. <laughs> okay, I'm virgin okay. ears. All right, all right, Grant, take it easy. I'm freaking um, out here, man. I'm freaking out. <laughs> Don't. There's no reason to. So I Dude, think we might story, have to wrap though. it out. Wrap it up soon. No, hold this. on. No, hold on. I got Grant, questions at, to ask. Grant, we're at 43 minutes. No, we're at we're at a half hour. Incorrect. We didn't start this. We no, you're reading this. Start that you're, at you're, exactly. Oh, you're yeah, right. I am reading the Skype number. Yeah. So don't rush me. I'm sorry. <laughs> what were you going to say? Okay. Here's a couple questions. One, where do you get your outfits? Because I really like them and I want cool outfits like that. Buffalo Exchange is a secondhand store. Oh. Okay. Two. What was going on with that fire thing? Because I was trying to visualize that. Flyer thing. Fire. The fire. Thing. Fire. Fire. So Fire. Uh, it was an art installation, and there were three of them. And when I walked up, they looked like those kind of spiderweb jungle gym things that you used to climb on as a kid. But as I got closer, I realized there was fire spewing out of the top. I was like, well, that's cool. Fire spews out of the top of that. Well, then I get closer, and it turns out that the cool thing is the underbelly of the inside of the spiderweb dome, which had a plate of metal something. The guy told me, but I can't remember. And like a constellation of kind of like fire sprouts, fire spouts in the top that were random. And they would put out just enough fire, like, that uh, the fire would shoot down a couple feet and then circle back because, of course, it's trying to go up to escape. 
uh, and then it would ripple like water across the surface of the metal and try to escape on the sides and it would sometimes burn out before it even got there so it was like this amazing it was like water but it was fire and it was in the ceiling and it undulated and it moved and it was fantastic and I tracked down the guy who made it and he was like he looked like the Mad Hatter he just had like his teeth were all sticking out and he had these bright blue eyes and this crazy face and I was like hello what's your name and then we made friends and he told me all about it and he introduced me to his wife and they like and they got married under the big one and I was like oh my god this is amazing Wait, is it is it portable yeah you can like Turn uh, it off, okay. take it apart, put it like they travel this thing now. Like this is his job. Uh, okay, very cool. No, nice. nah, you. So another question. Okay, this is for all of you. It's for all three of you because I got to experience Jar Rule, so my answer is Jar Rule. <laughs> what was your favorite, um, favorite or top three performances? Don't include Porter Robinson because I know you guys are going to include Porter Robinson. I mean, I want to include Porter because he was my favorite. So, besides Porter Robinson, I got mine. What was I'm your three? I'm going to say TJR, because he was at the boat, and he surprised everybody. It was so amazing. Uh, TJR, I'm going to say Empire of the Sun, because they opened for Porter. They were second to last, and they were... I mean, they put on a whole fucking show. There was choreo and costume changes, and it was amazing. Uh, for my third one, I would say... A-Track Friday Night, because he's just so dependably good. Yeah, I love A-Track. I, he's good. I like your three choices. Go Okay, uh, Hudson Mohawk for number three. A little different, trappy. Uh, just, I liked it. Um, mm, oh, I gotta go two. I think two, so hard, two, right? two is Grizz and Muzzy Bear. Um, just because it was Excellent only an hour. Choice. Just because it was only an hour and Dog Blood played for an hour and a half. Um, and Dog Blood is number one. Um, they played for an hour and a half and had me dancing and grooving the entire hour. Skrillex and is Skrillex because he's so good. See, now, now, that's you... the thing is I saw Skrillex and it was just by himself. And he like, st he played like a couple of his songs from like, you know, Recess and from Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites. And then he went into this like tr the Trap Animals remix, Get Low. Oh, and then he played something else. I don't remember what it was. And then it was, I love the Coco. And I was like, nope, bye. And I left his set because I was so mad. I and I went that. to Chami. And I, like, uh, so, I just. So what's your three, Nick? You mean two, three, and four since Porter's number one? Okay, yeah, fine. Okay. <laughs> um, Excluding Porter, but okay, cool. But like. Two, I would have to say, would be Chami. Uh, his set was like so. He, uh, it was so much fun. The Future House. Is it like one of. Is deep confessions type sets? Yeah, it was. It was. I think it was like confessions. It must have been pretty close to the same thing because it was. It was really good. It was a lot of fun. Um, the crowd was really good. Um, there weren't that many people there because everybody was at Skrillex, which was awesome. Um, we were really up close, even though my pictures don't do it justice because my iPhone camera sucks compared to the one I've been using for festivals. Um, three, I would have to say. Either Duke Dumont or Robin Schultz. Um, they both had really good sets. Duke Dumont closed out the first night after Chami, and he had a really fun set playing. Like um, He ended with I Got You, which was a lot of fun. The crowd really was into it. Um, Robin Schultz had a great set too. But my other favorite set of the weekend was Noise Controllers. Um, I haven't heard Hardstyle live ever. Besides mm -hmm. walking through the base con stage at EDC, 
where we just would walk by it. We never stopped to listen to it. Um, but that's actually where the huge Twitter, like it wasn't really a meetup, but that's where all the Twitter people were. Um, and it was a lot of fun. I hadn't really ever heard Hardstyle live. And so it was really fun to be there for it. Um, and what's really funny is we were like in between the main stage and the Eclipse stage and Showtech was on the main stage. And I want to say Route 94 or somebody, maybe Sam Felt was on the Eclipse, not Eclipse, Horizon stage. And I mean, everybody knows Showtech used to play Hardstyle and now they don't anymore for some dumbass reason. But they played one of their... Um, I don't I don't remember the name of it, but it was one of their classic hardstyle songs. And I was like standing there with Ruby and I was like, this they're not going to play any hardstyle. And it comes on and she's like, they're playing it right now. And I was like, no, they won't. It's going to be some edit, like some crappy edit. And they played the full like hardstyle song. And I was like flabbergasted because they don't play hardstyle anymore. Um, but noise controllers playing hardstyle was probably my third favorite set. Okay, more questions. Janet, this yes. one's for you. Now, excluding your romance and excluding Porter Robinson, why was this mystery land better than last mystery land? The weather was better. Uh, the organization was better. This company knows what they're doing. And last year it was like training wheels, and this year it was like the training wheels had fallen off, and then a Lamborghini had returned. Like it was a well-oiled machine. Uh, and when you're taken care of, and the weather lines up, and the acts are good, like that's what. Those are the three elements that. That I, I stand behind that. The three elements that make or break a vibe: weather, uh, the organization, and who's playing. And then this, the f the crowd. One, two, three, four. So you, it wasn't like this big overdone thing, and it wasn't tainted because it's not no, super special. No, the scale, the scale was perfect. That's what I'm saying. Is like if you, yeah. we didn't ever like. Usually, if I go to massives, I'm really worried that like I'll lose my friends. We won't be able to find each other. We often and repetitively were like, okay, bye, see you later, because the grounds were so intimate that if we wandered around, you ran into each other really quickly. This thing is kind of, it's it's kind of, uh, this is a weird analogy, shaped like a Q-tip. Like there's two kind of pods and there's a little skinny walkway between the two sides. Now it's not as long as a q um, This is a terrible, a terrible <laughs> analogy. No, yeah, no, I, I understand it. It reminds me of a uh, snowstorm. Remember, Nick? Yeah. Well, That's how it was. So you have to kind of walk past everybody as you go to the other side, and but it's like two seconds over there. So anyway, the layout and the scale, the vibe, the crowd, the organization, everything was one point. That sounds awesome. It really does. Okay, so for Nandub, who's not here, because I don't know why he's not here, uh, Counterpoint looked like it went well. He looked like he enjoyed it himself. Um, that girl who Zed allowed to go uh, went. Uh, I forgot her name. I really, I'm sorry, because she tweeted me a lot. She was a really nice girl. Um, so overall, Memorial Day was a success for everybody? Mm -hmm. Hell yes. Mm -hmm. Was it a great kickoff to uh, oh, festival season? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, I go up. to EDC in 20 days. <laughs> are we... Um, two weeks. What are we excited... So, well, you guys are answering my questions. <laughs> so I'm ask him, so uh, thank you. Uh, so we're excited for EDC. We're excited for Spring Waking. Yes, what about you, Janet? Well, I'm excited because today we got an email. Trillium might play Electric Adventure. And Electric Adventure is the one I'm covering, and I'm giving away free tickets, and I'm in Atlantic City. That means Jenna gets to hang out with me in my own home territory. Whoa. <laughs> She's coming to my area, my neck of the, well, there's not woods, so my neck of the island. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very excited for that. When, I, when you told me that, I was very excited. It just um, happened I'm, today, man. It's, it's, it's all a big maybe, but, you know, maybe's better than no. 
Um, I'm I'm gonna see if I can put you into contact with someone that I might that might have a stage. Uh, so I will definitely Please. give you their contact info after the show. It's really exciting. And Nate, you um, I don't know if you guys know this. Nate uh, did our was on our other podcast. He was on stage with the EDM mm-hmm. Assassins, and Nate uh, had his first live oh, show. Yeah. That was awesome. Um, and. Uh, I just want to talk a little bit about that because I'm going to promote Nate a little bit because Detroit EDM is cool mm-hmm. and the EDM families are cool. So, Nate, do you want to talk a little bit about that and self-promote yourself because Janet normally does and that's fine. I like Janet when she does it, so now your turn. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I, uh, I played my first show the other night uh, about two weeks ago. Um, that's not the other night. Yeah, two, two weeks, weeks ago, ago. whatever. Um, <laughs> um, it was really cool. I uh, you know A bunch of my hometown friends came out. My followers came out. Um, you know, just some, a couple locals were there. It was really cool. Um, what was what the bet? The best part for me was is that I know that I performed well, and then when I posted my live set um, on SoundCloud for the people who didn't make it, they're like, "Wow, dude, you really threw down! I need to see your next show." And I'm like, "Okay, well, it looks like I have demand for a next show, and I got in contact with the right people, and this is the first time I'm talking about it actually since I found out today." I have my next show with uh, uh, this collective I'm now part of called Motor City Based Collective. Um, we are most likely going to have our first show, tentative date, but looks like it's going to be, uh, I think it's July 10th at the Pike Room at the Crowfoot Ballroom in Pontiac, which is right next to the Electricity Nightclub. So, um, you know, I'll be there. I think I'm playing, I'm playing for an hour. Um, so yeah, that's, that's about what I have to say about that. Um, really excited. Okay, and we got Nick going to EDC. We got Janet. Janet, what's your next festival besides Electric Adventure? I don't know yet. Okay, mine is Beach Glow. So, yeah, we got. Um, let's talk a little bit about music in general. There's a lot of music being put out, a oh, lot of Matt's festivals thing. coming oh, my God. Yeah, Matt's so. Um, Matt's so went uh, completely nuts. No, no, no. He's very passionate. He, he spoke I, I a lot of rant. He he, he he yeah he dropped bombs and um, he called out Tiesto. I, made a, I just want to point out before like we get into this, I made a joke that he reminded me of uh, Robert Carradine uh, from Revenge of the Nerds, <laughs> and uh, no, it was actually a, a good analogy because he's like nerds are cool. Don't like hide yourself. Don't you know? Don't, you don't have to fit in. Like just you know, everyone thinks you're cool without mm-hmm. you know dressing up. I, and I thought you know that's so Robert Carradine from Revenge of the Nerds, and yeah, it's a cheesy '80s movie. And yeah, they did panty reads, but like I, it just I can see Matzo doing that. Well, not the panty reads, but like you know, just being you know, just let your freak flag fly essentially. Um, but yeah, he went on a huge rant. He was dropping bombs on like Armin, on Armada. He was dropping on on Ooh, Tiesto. That was, that was missing. <laughs> that was funny. Um, you, you have any, Does anyone have anything to say about this? Um, I oh, go ahead, Nick. I'm go talking ahead. about it with Shay actually, and. The way he kind of called out the music industry, I think, is it's really, I mean, it's important. He might have, I mean, Shay said it. She was like, well, he kind of just committed career career suicide. suicide. Yeah, that's Uh, what I thought. I mean, he might have, which would be really sad because Matt Zoe is actually really fun to see live. But, I mean, he's calling out all these companies for saying that artists pay to be the headliners at their festivals. And... You know, he's he mentioned that he that, you know, that's part of the reason why he hasn't been on any lineups this year, which, you know, now that I think about it, all the ones that I've covered, he hasn't been on any, um, you know, on any of the huge lineups. And 
that could be part of it. I mean, I I like to think that people don't have to pay to get themselves on a lineup, but really, I know that that's not true. And, yeah, we we witnessed that firsthand. Yeah, really. In yeah, we were in New York talking to a kid about the what happened. Uh, you know, a, an eleven-year-old kid who was headlining no, no, no. a night. Oh no, not. Oh, I thought you were talking about the kid outside, though. Oh yeah, that too. Um, I was talking about Aiden Jude. <laughs> no, um, no, we. It was like you. You had to sell a certain amount of tickets, and I don't know if this might be the same thing for Janet. So I don't know. I don't want to step on toes. It's different in every situation, but that is absolutely a possible outcome. Yeah, we have to sell a certain amount of tickets, and then like you'll make money off of it because. You know, they'll sell you the tickets for like 60 bucks. If you sell 50 tickets at $25 a pop. Right. Yeah, where it's like you have to to pay like $10 for the ticket to sell. Or you could just pay two grand and then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's how how the industry, you know, to get your name out there. Um, So I guess that's what Matzo was kind of getting into, whereas the bigger names are now just, they're they're essentially becoming rock and roll stars, you know? Mm -hmm. So... It's all about personalities, and you know, you got like Calvin Harris is like the Playboy model type deal, and you got like you know Skrillex as like the Kurt Cobain figure. Mm-hmm. Although he did, I know he said I don't something know if about those parallels are as that. He talked. I want to. I don't remember all the names he mentioned, but he mentioned like five or six names. He, um, I know Skrillex was one of them. I think Calvin Harris. I know Dead Mouse. Um, somebody yeah, else he, included Bass Hector. Um, he wasn't calling him out, but he was just like, these are the, no, not, not, yeah. he, he was no, like, these right. are the type of people that will headline a festival because they are that fucking talented and they don't have to, you know, they don't have to pay to get on a lineup because they don't have guys, to. Is it talented or is it popular? These guys have recognizable names that will sell tickets. If you do not have a name that will sell tickets, then you get on here via a different, I, I, right. I, but I, I mean, think you they, guys are talking, I think it's, I it's think, just idealistic language. You're not wrong in what I think you mean, but. Well, Talent, and he was, I, I know the other wrong. name that I, that I think about it was Above and Beyond, which, you know, again, is a huge name, but it's, I think it's both. I think it's talent and I think it's popularity, but people continue to see, you know, names like, I mean, Bass Nectar started his three night stay at Red Rocks tonight because he's, you know, everybody loves Bass Nectar because he's talented. He's outspoken like Dead Mouse is, you know, he doesn't try and say everything he needs to, to get people to like him. He'll say whatever the hell he wants and he'll call you out if he feels like it. Right. And I mean, Matt Zoe's that way too, but I, you know, I think it's, it kind of speaks volumes about the music industry, which I think is, you know, really too, too bad that that's what it's come to, even though it's nothing we shouldn't have been expected. like, not, yeah. not, not come to, it's been like forever. Well, you know, I mean, it's the electronic music scene, which we all would like to think is so much different, but really it's not, not. No. And it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's heartbreaking, but it's the truth. I feel like there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like, in this kind of weird analogy but like cloning like everyone's training to be the same way and being brought up the same way under the same people and all these DJs and all and everyone's being taught how to do things the same way and like everyone's mm-hmm. and they're wearing the same things they're making the same music they're playing at the same venues you know I feel like there's a lot of that lately you know um, with like you know under certain labels or mainstays or managers I just I feel like that's what I'm seeing a lot of now so to go off of that, I had a debate with Alvaro, who would say that he supports people who use ghost producers, and I said, you know, that's kind of you know shitty because it's like it's not the right person, you know, you're, you're trying to support someone, and then he he his his 
uh, idea behind that was, you're going to buy it anyway. He goes, you're still buying that Rihanna song. You're still buying this. And I was like, no, I'm not. And he goes, well, the majority, 80% of people are. And he goes, most fans don't really care about the ghost producer. They just care about the song itself. They don't care who made it and who doesn't and everything else. And I go, well, it's like, my comparison was, when you buy like a pair of Jordans or you buy a Louis Vuitton bag, you don't buy the fake one. You buy the actual one because you support the company, you support the product, and you support the quality. So, I don't know how I feel about that. How do you feel about that, someone? Bueller? I mean, it's, you know, the more that I kind of get into the scene and, you know, I see producers that are, you know, not big headliners, um, you know, wandering around from small stages, trying to see people that I've never seen before, you can really see who's cookie cutter and who isn't. And, it, you know, it it shows, is like, as much as, like I said with, you know, Sunset, I didn't see Tiesto or Armin, and I love both of them, but it's because I've kind of gotten sick of their, I'm going to play the same kind of stuff over and over again, you know, and I, I mean, personally, I'd much rather go see an artist I've never seen before, like Miha or uh, Thomas Jack, I mean, which I know are kind of bigger names, but it's still they were you know they don't get the good set times at nine or ten o'clock they play at three or four in the afternoon when it's hot and nobody wants to be outside in florida because how did you stand it i don't know but (laughs) that kind of thing where it's like i'd rather go see their sets because maybe they don't play the big festival bangers or the anthems but they're gonna play you know they might drop a couple fun tracks um somebody played oh man what was it I, I want to say it was Janet you talked about. Maybe it wasn't Janet. Fuck. Um, I don't remember. They, you know, they're Just playing, talk. they're playing music that, you know, you know of and you've heard before, but it's not TJR Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. That's what it is. <laughs> you know, they'll play songs like that with no, you know, no regards and it's better that way. You know, can you ever imagine Tiesto playing a song like that? No. And I mean, they did play better off alone. Well, okay. Everybody's played Zax's song. Yeah, because it's my my son. But I mean, it's that kind of thing that I would just I'd rather be at a set where I'm not gonna see the same thing twice, which I know I'll get when I go see you, Tiesto you, or Armin. Okay, here's my thing, and I want Janet to include be included on this, right? You go to the Rolling Stone concert, you expect them to play Satisfaction. Do you do you play towards the crowd, or do you want to play, t- or do you play towards what you mm. want? I think on some level, you owe the crowd what they love you for. And on yeah. some <laughs> level, you owe them a curation of your perspective, which they also love you for. So, Boom. so both. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, it's, I mean, you know, it's I mean, you're playing. Could you imagine going to like a Tiesto concert and not hearing, you know, his huge hits? When Red I went lights? to see Bass Nectar and he didn't even give me like a little, even like millisecond of Ellie Golding lights in him. I was like, come on, man. I fucking love, I, I listen to that song like every day for a month. Just yeah, I, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like if, it's like if you saw Porter and he didn't play language, people would throw a conniption. Oh my God. Well, I mean, I know like, I would. Well, didn't play that song. Or like, we were kind of waiting for it. and. Yeah, I mean, I mean a, you know. There's a balance because I saw my whole thing on Diplo this weekend, and Dylan to an extent, but Diplo more. It was just like, hit song, hit song, hit song, mm-hmm. hit song. There was no, there was very little mixing. There was very little surprise. It was just like the song as it was, as it is, as it is, you've always known it, like played at the main stage. And I was like, come on, and, Diplo, this is your the, first headlining. You're giving us like, like, like Tuesday night in Vegas. Come on, give us something new. Mm-hmm. 
to be fair, and uh, that's a perfect example. He he's even said like he doesn't like doing what he does anymore. He wants to focus on like major laser and everything else. So like he's giving people what they want. He doesn't really have anything new for himself. So do you? I mean, it, it's I, I find it it's hard because these these major people, you know, not we're we're very spoiled. And I, I've said this to to Nate and the rest of the EDM family. We're very spoiled in the sense that. We have new music coming out daily. The amount of music that we get is incredible, and the, and, and Nick understands this because how many articles that we have to write constantly every yeah, day. Yeah. I mean, oh, thanks. Man. You have to wrap I mean, it up I, soon, fellas. No, but I know. But my point is, it's like we get so much new music that, like, you know, not not the average fan gets to hear all this new music very soon. You know. Uh, I have friends who are, who are just into Jack U because of Justin Bieber, and I've heard the song oh, a million times, and they're just finally getting into it. I, like, I wish I could... I mean, I was looking at SoundCloud earlier today to try and listen some, to something at work, and I was trying to find some song, I don't even remember what it was, and it had, like, 45 remixes to it. And I was just like, really? Like, this one... Like, I don't remember what song it was, but it's, like, really popular, and it's, like, 40... Like, 4 billion remixes to every song that comes from these big artists and some of them are good some of them are god awful but that's just the way it is and i mean it's you know we're lucky and we're also we're exposed to a lot of really good music and a lot of really terrible music yeah i mean of course when you have a, a huge amount of quantity you're gonna get the good degree you're gonna get the bad right. you're gonna get the ugly so um it's great to see that though you get to get you get to listen to new artists we get to we get to feature new artists we get to it's really incredible who gets to pop up who gets to pop down um, and then there's a, also artists that you know block me on Twitter and put out crap music, aka Afrojack. <laughs> so yep. um, someone salty. There's that. Anyway, um, no, I'm not salty. No, yeah, I'm gonna end this up. Uh, our next uh, episode, we should be interviewing the whole family from Beach Glow. So we'll be uh, interviewing Dane, uh, Gerard, Brittany, Heather. And, uh, I don't know if there's any more, but they're awesome people. We're gonna talk about. The nonprofit festival of Beach Glow. Um, we got Win and Woo coming up eventually, and maybe more of the EDM family if they ever answer our phone calls and decide to show up on these things. <laughs> so, uh, without that, uh, I want to thank you, Nate, oh, for showing pleasure. up. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I, I know you wanted to be on this, and maybe next time you'll talk more because you really didn't talk <laughs> I mean, tonight. I, I talked. Even I, though. I, I, yeah, for your segment. Well, I mean, you know, it's okay, just. Cool. <laughs> Shut up, I'm Nate. I'm worried about interrupting, man. I'm kidding. I'm, ki I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> we'll just I'm have kidding. you back. Yeah, we'll have you back because we allow people back unless they do not come to come to challenges. I'm looking at you, uh, JT, who hasn't done my Jersey Club <laughs> challenge. I'm going to tell him you're said. I'm going to just tweet him right now. Yeah. Um, thank you, gentlemen. Thank, yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Let's. Can we? Um. Let's, before we go, can we say thank you to all the festivals that uh, allowed Thanks, us to Mystery Land. Land. movement? You're thank awesome. you, Sunset. Get it right. So thank you to all these festivals. We love going to you. We love talking about you. We like you. getting all up inside you. We all like getting up inside you. It feels good in there. Janet likes to make it sexual. <laughs> all right. I do. Uh, I'm going to say goodbye to you guys. Bye. Follow us on, uh, oh, oh, follow us on Twitter. I didn't do this last week. Follow us on Twitter. Follow like us, us on, on all Facebook. Uh, all of the things. YouTube, SoundCloud, MixCloud, uh, iTunes, everything. We're on everything and everything. And... Uh, have a have a good night, guys, and uh, I'll see you soon. So goodbye, and I got my kisses. Goodbye, Nate. Goodbye, Nick. Goodbye, Janet. Goodbye, friends. Bye. Bye.
and uh, we're going to call it a night.